Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine, and we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. No. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story, and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Hello, beautiful. Kate Harlow here. Just before you get into this week's very important episode, I wanted to share with you about a virtual retreat I have coming up December 11th and 12th. The retreat is called Aligned Closure. It's happening online on December 11th and 12th. And this is my personal invitation to you. If you have recently gone through a breakup that's significant or a divorce, um, and you're still feeling hooked into your former partner or having a hard time letting go or moving on in any way, I have got you. And I've recently gone through a seven-year breakup, as you just heard, or you're just about to hear. And um, I have a beautiful sacred process um, and system to support you to healing your heart, to letting go with love, and to learning how to reset your system so that you can open to high-quality love again, and more importantly, uh, ch change your focus away from your former relationship or marriage and put it on yourself as we share so um, generously every week in the episodes, um, share so uh, easily. So I'm super excited to invite you to this. If you know of a woman going through heartbreak or divorce, please send her my way. Link will be right below this video. It's also on my Instagram, Kate Harlow XO in my bio. It's called Aligned Closure. Would love to see you there. It's only $47 for a two-day virtual retreat with me. So let me um, send me a message if you have any questions and enjoy the episode. Hello, lovelies. Here we are, episode 97, Leaving with Love the new paradigm of breakups. If you've been following us for a while, we have done a couple episodes around breakups. We did breakups to break through part one and two. We did, should I stay or should I go? That episode was incredible. I was actually thinking about that one this morning. And why this one is important to us is because we live in a culture of mostly drama around relationships. And I also think we live in a culture of all or nothing thinking, meaning, yes. oh, if I still love this person, then somehow I'm destined to be with them. Like it doesn't occur to us that we can love someone and choose to not be in relationship with them, that people can deeply love and care about each other and not be aligned and the relationship no longer serves. And we've seen a lot of beautiful things unfold over the past few years. I mean, Catherine Woodward, Woodward Thomas wrote a book, Conscious Uncoupling. That book is very powerful. Not every couple every couple, every couple, <laughs> every couple is capable of doing that work. And so Kate and I really want to acknowledge that you're not always able to leave with love when you're walking away from something that's toxic, right? Maybe it is, you have to cut off contact and freaking leave. 
But this is for those of you that are in that tender place of it isn't aligned, the relationship no longer serves, and your partner isn't a bad person. They're actually a really wonderful person and a kind person, but the relationship is not for you and what it takes to leave with love. And I have guided many clients through this. And even though many of you have heard my on again, off again drama saga of my ex, what you also didn't hear is that in the end, he and I were able to have a conversation in which we were able to be kind and caring and loving and acknowledge that we were done and that it was not what was good for each of us. And funnily enough, I found out from one of my friends last night that currently he's like living with monks and like not talking to any humans and like totally cut off from humanity has been there for like several months. And I was like, I like burst out laughing because one, of course he is like, that's who he is. But then I was like, here I am like married, like getting ready to have a baby. Like I love connection. Like I love that I married someone who loves being with me. And that just sums up he and I perfectly like he's okay <laughs> living with monks and not talking to anyone. <laughs> and this is why he was not the right partner for you. <laughs> In case I wasn't already clear. Yes. You know, but that, and that's like one example of alignment. Yeah. And, and I think it doesn't occur to people. And, and also we were saying, I was, you know, chatting with you this morning about this, that and and my my relationship coach said this to me before, while I was in my mess with him that it's not there's not going to be a magical moment where it's going to feel clear and easy and you won't grieve and you won't be in pain and I think a lot of people wait for that because we also live in a culture where no one wants to feel their fucking feelings right or acknowledge when things are hard and so that's the another thing I want to offer as we move into this episode that there will not be, there is no perfect time to break up. Right. And then, and especially now with the holidays, I don't know if you have any clients in this space. Like, um, there's someone in my world who is in this place of like, well, I don't want to break up because it's the holidays. Right. So maybe I can just hang in for another three months. And like, what do we do to ourselves? Oh, like there is no perfect time. So yeah, that was, that was that's me and what Charlie. I'm beginning with. I legitimately said that. So I got clarity. And for me, so when I was with Charlie for five years at the, at the end of my twenties until I, we broke up when I was 30, I got the clarity when he went away for 10 days, but he went home for Christmas, like a week before Christmas. So he, so he could spend Christmas with my family. So imagine the guilt. Cause I when he went away for those 10 days to go home for Christmas, I got the clarity that the relationship was over and I'd been doing the work for a year and talking to him about it. He, you know, we'd both been in the conversation about it for about a year. I did a lot of healing, a lot of coaching sessions around myself and getting clear on what's my alignment. And when I actually left um, or when I got that clarity, I was like, okay, so we'll just break up after Christmas because he's coming to my aunts and uncles for Christmas dinner. And like, I don't want to make it awkward. And I want, don't want to make everyone else feel uncomfortable. Classic self-sacrificer in the saboteur archetypes. And so I was just going to hold out. And of course, I mean, my face and when something's up with me, yeah, 
You like know. I could try and be a liar, <laughs> but really it's not going to go very far. So Charlie gets home from his trip and it's like December 23rd or something. And I have dinner and wine and I'm just waiting for him. And he comes home and we're sitting and eating and he's like, so good to see you, babe. And we're talking. And then he's like, wait, what's going on? And I was like, nothing. And he's like, something's going on. I feel you. And I was like, nothing. And, and then he grabbed my hands and he said, it's okay. I know what's coming. And he just knew. Mm-hmm. And, and then it ended and I had done so much of the grieving. I want to speak to this in the relationship that I didn't really grieve after I felt so free and so happy. And, um, Charlie, and I will speak about Jeff cause we've also recently parted ways and I haven't shared that publicly yet. So I'm going to speak about that. Well, except with my clients, um, in a minute, but both with Charlie and Jeff, like these are exactly what you said. It's like leaving a loving relationship with someone who's a really good person, uh, is, is really hard. I mean, breakups are hard, period, because obviously toxic relationships were hooked in for another reason. But I've also helped clients, a lot of my clients who've had toxic, broken up, divorced narcissists, like actual narcissists who cheated on them, like really toxic situations. And I've, I've helped them get to a place where they actually still leave with love. Like that's possible too. It takes a lot of inner work and it's not about loving the other person first. It's about getting to the place of unhooking from the story about what happened and the, the, the drama, like you talked about, rather than most women stay, if, if it's toxic, a toxic ending, they stay in the drama. They stay in the story of it. And they just keep feeding that and feeding the resentment and feeding the anger and feeding the self-judgment and, and the judgment on their partner. And, it, and, and what it does is it just keeps you in this purgatory state where you don't ever actually fully heal from the relationship ending because you're so hooked into the story of it. So that's another conversation and, and really breakups and breakthroughs. I think we, we touch on that for sure. Um, but leaving a relationship with love where you're where you're in a good relationship, you know, the reason it's hard is because of the old paradigm, period. The old paradigm says the only successful relationship is one that lasts forever. It's one relationship that lasts forever, which we've talked about before, discounts, all the previous relationships we've had. You could be married to someone for 20 years and then realize, oh, this is no longer aligned with me. And it could have been a great 20 years. But as soon as you're divorced, okay, that's my ex. That didn't count. Now, who's the one? Who's the next? Like the next one is the one. And so there's this obsession with that one glorified relationship. And in my opinion, every relationship matters. Every relationship is significant, even if it's a month. Mine too. My opinion too. (laughs) Yeah. In our opinion, I'll speak for you, but every relationship matters. And, you know, I look at Jeff and I, so I'll share a little bit about the story now. Uh, It still feels tender and vulnerable while we had, did spend, you know, almost two years untangling and other untethering our lives from each other. It was a long time coming. COVID kind of slowed it down. Um, but I, there isn't a magical moment, but I will say for me, I can't leave a relationship fully until it's complete. And there's like an energetic thing that happens when it's complete. Sometimes it's like I get pulled into attraction or an emotional connection with another person. And that's the thing that unhooks, not fantasy, not like jumping into another relationship. But when I left Charlie, I had an emotional connection with a man that was like feeding a part of me that wasn't being fed in my relationship. And I already was clear I was going to leave. But I think that energetically pulled me out quicker. Um, And then with Jeff, it wasn't that it was 
I went to Costa Rica for three months. We took time apart and I still, we weren't talking. We were separated. I couldn't be with anyone else. I wasn't attracted to anyone else. I literally just kept like when people we when I tell stories, I'd say, oh, my partner, Jeff. I, and I was like, what? I kept getting so mad. Why, why am I still perceiving him as my partner? We tried break. We tried breakup. We tried just being friends. We tried separation. And at this point, we're not even in the same country. He was working like crazy during COVID. So we barely saw each other. Like we barely had, you know, we'd have a date every once in a while, like a dinner date or something. But we really didn't have a relationship at this point. But we had a lot of history. We built four businesses together and we grew so much as individuals together and we supported each other so much. And, you know, if I think about the purpose of our relationship, we came together to, to start businesses like that. It's actually in our astrology. So if I were to, you know, go back to the beginning and be like, oh, no, Jeff's not right for me because he's not the one. He's not the one I'm going to be with forever. Like I kind of knew that on some level. Well, I don't really believe in forever if I end up with someone for a the rest of my life. Cool. But I'm, I don't pre, you know, pre determine that. Um, but with him, I certainly didn't have that feeling that we were going to, there were moments of like, okay, maybe we could have a family or whatever. But, um, but for the most part, that's not how I saw Jeff, but I really was taking it one moment at a time. Cause it, something inside of me kept saying yes. And we birthed f- four beautifully successful businesses together that are so aligned with our purposes. He has three restaurants. I have my business. He cooked at the first immersion in Italy. He built my website, my first iteration of my website. He helped me with all my tech stuff. I helped him with emotional support with his staff. And like we did so much to support each other to really become who we were meant to become. And it was such a beautiful, perfect relationship for for that time in my life of what I needed that catalyst to become who I was becoming and then when I started to feel the it was mostly when I would come to Greece and I would feel my heart and Greek men are so present and they're so in their heart and the, I mean Greek women too but I would come to Greece every year and I'd be like oh my god I go home to this relationship where Jeff is such a beautiful man he's so generous he's always there for me he'll do anything that I need even in the busiest of busiest times in the restaurants he's there for me no matter what but he's so in his head and my heart was aching every time I come to Greece and come back home it was just aching not even just in my relationship but in Vancouver and in being in North America and now that I've been in Greece for two months I'm like god I can't imagine going back to North America because my heart is so open and I'm so um basking in being surrounded by people especially men who are in their hearts and who are present and I feel like that's what my heart is ready to experience whenever the time is right but With Jeff, what made it so hard is leaving a relationship that is really good with someone who loves and adores you. And yet my soul, you know, I, I, the tattoo I got when I was in Costa Rica is cur, uh, my favorite word, which means heart in French and sacra cur, the church of the sacred heart. And I, I love cur because it's kind of the root of the word courage And I think that to me, that's what the new truth is about. It's about no longer about making decisions and choices based on what we're taught we're supposed to do, but it's learning how to live a life that where you have the courage to follow your cur, to follow your heart, to follow your own inner guidance, no matter what. So at 40 years old, you know, I still feels fucking weird to say that I stepped away from a relationship with someone who I was with for seven years. 
And, you know, yes, it was a slow untangling and you saw me through the process so many times. I was like, I just want to rush this process. I so badly just want to rip the bandaid off. And I just wasn't meant to. And I went to Costa Rica for three months, hoping that I'd have some fantasy relationship pull me out of, you know, not fantasy, but I'm hoping I'd have a lovership or like something that would pull me out and have me excited about being single again and excited about unhooking from Jeff and all of that. But I went to Costa Rica to heal and I had a massage every week by this incredibly sensual masseuse. I think I talked about him on a few episodes and I had deep, deep healing sessions with this amazing healer there. And I wrote and I cried and I danced and I sang and I had so many beautiful healing experiences. Mm -hmm. And then I went home, I believe to wrap up my relationship fully. And the activator that pulled me out this time is me moving to coming to Greece for two months and then moving to Costa Rica. Like I'm actually not going back home. So there was a moment in time where I had dinner with Jeff and I drove there and I cried the whole way there. And I'm like, this is it. And then I said to him, I'm going to Costa Rica. And then I'll be in California for a week to see my parents are going to Greece and then Costa Rica. And I don't think I'm coming home. And I said, I won't be coming home for at least nine months. And he looked at me and his eyes filled up with tears and he goes, Oh, this is it, isn't it? And I said, yes. And it was so loving. And we're like, we hung out the last couple of nights before I came here and we're not talking right now, but there is so much love between us. I know he would be there in a heartbeat. I would be there for him in a heartbeat. He's family. And I think he'll always be family. I think of Charlie as family. I think of a lot of my former partners as family. And yet, yeah, sorry if this is a really long story, but it's beautiful. It's <laughs> like, beautiful. Like I've been talking for a long time, but yeah, he's family. And I, I feel so blessed and so um, grateful that I can leave with love. I have no, like, I just love him and my own path has to take precedent over some idea of how, of a relate, like where I'm supposed to be at what point in my life. I mean, that shit doesn't matter to me at all, but I know it does to a lot of women like, Oh, you're 40. Don't have kids. You're not married. You're not. Am I going to have those things? Maybe if they organically happen in a very unconventional way. Yeah, maybe, (laughs) but, but it's not, it's, Mm. it's not that like my priority, my life is not ever about what I'm supposed to have anymore. And that's why I'm so deeply happy and fulfilled. Hmm. The end. <laughs> Any Thank questions? you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing. And it was really, really beautiful to hear you. And I'm sure everyone feels this as they're listening to you. You are incredibly special. It is incredibly special to hear your experiences. And I'm listening to you thinking about what my life could have been, you know, had I done things differently, you know, and, you know, my, my experiences are, are not that other than that final conversation with Jamie. And what I've been watching is, the, the two kind of places, right? Trauma and codependency is what builds that unbelievable physiological attachment, right? Like if you're in a place saying, I can't let go, I can't live without that person, you know, that's, a, that's deep healing. That's not mindset work. That's going to take you out of that. And, and hopefully even for some of you, maybe that's the call of like, 
before I even think about breaking up with someone, because obviously if you're in that place, just ripping a bandaid off will be another trauma. (laughs) Right. And, and I couldn't, and I have so much grace around myself on everyone wanted me to break up with my ex and it took 17 times. You know, and that's what it took. But then I got to peace, but I wasn't twiddling my thumbs for 17 times. I had my coaches, my therapists, my healers and took on the healing, just like all the things that you just shared about what you did with Charlie and and the way I've watched you with Jeff, like you continued to honor yourself and you would let yourself cry and you'd let yourself wrestle with the question. And that's what we talked about in the episode of, of should I stay or should I go first that there is no should. But yes. that for some of us, we need to wrestle with the question and take it on, Yeah. right? That's what personal responsibility is because in every moment we're choosing, right? Yeah. And there were places in my, my marriage where Andrew and I actually talked about getting a divorce before we moved when Andrew was sick. But our truth was we weren't, we were not letting go. It was not time. That's not what felt aligned. And I couldn't have imagined how we feel right now in Charlotte, Mm -hmm. I have a completely different relationship. And so it's even speaking to that partnered with, we think, you know, a breakup can't, it it has to be toxic and full of drama in order to leave. Right. We actually, very few people know how to wrestle with questions, know how to actually recognize that a relationship won't feel easy all the time, because we could flip it and say the people that choose someone. And then if things get difficult in the first few months, somehow that means you've chosen the wrong person, which is just fucking insane. Right. Life is hard. There will be difficulty in relationship, but you will make choices. And that's what alignment is about. Alignment says, what is the choice I want to make? Do I want to be here? And then we'll choose to work at this. Or if I don't, it's up to me to let go. And I think actually, truthfully, if I may be so bold, one of the cruelest things we can do to another human being is not want to be in relationship with them and not have the courage to say something and then essentially fake it the whole time. Like if you're done, you are being cruel to that other person and the work of any, a self-sacrificer, fantasy addict, right? All the archetypes, all the old paradigm pain, you know, you are not responsible for someone else's feelings. Mm -hmm. You are responsible for your own and leaving with love is being able to actually step into the place of, I can care about someone's feelings so I can actually break up with love without taking responsibility for them and honoring my own, which is what so many women don't know how to do, how to honor their own feelings and their own experience. Yeah. I mean, at the immersion, everyone, so much of what women are working through is, is micromanaging everyone else's experience. That's like, especially the second group, all the controller saboteurs that came in is like, they spend so much time worrying about how other people are perceiving them or experiencing them or what other people are experiencing that they're completely missing their own experience. And the truth is that you, when you, when you leave a relationship, even if it breaks someone else's heart, I mean, we don't actually have that much power, even if they have the feeling of a broken heart, it's a catalyst and it's divine. It's all, it's a divine intervention. It's all a part of what they're meant to experience, to experience their next level of themselves or their next level of love or their next level of alignment. And if a relationship is not aligned for you, it's not aligned for the other person. My ego wanted me, my saboteur wanted thing you say. 
If it's my not aligned sa- for you, it's not it's aligned not. for the other person. Well, my saboteur so badly wanted Jeff to like fight for me. And even though my soul didn't, because it was just no longer aligned, our relationship served its purpose. And for me, mm-hmm. you know, for, for anyone listening, who's still on the fence, it was about the next level of my, it wasn't even about him. It was about what, like I come to Greece and experience deep connections with men in their hearts. And I feel myself in a different way. And I, so it's not about the men. It's not about Jeff, but it's about what I want to be activated within me. What are new parts of myself I'm ready to explore? And is that possible in the relationship? So when I first had this stirring about my relationship with Jeff, I brought this all to him. I didn't just go, okay, now we got to break up because you're not who I need you to be. I brought it to him and we talked about it and we talked about opening in different ways and, and deepening in different ways and expanding. And, and it's just not his priority because his priority is his three successful restaurants that are crazy busy and his purpose is big and that's his priority. And, you know, if I were to look through the lens of like, what's, what would be right for him? What would be right for him is probably being with a woman who can support his dreams, not a woman who's a big fucking dreamer, you know, building things herself because he needs someone to support him. And I couldn't be that for him either. So even though, I used to feel so sad to imagine him being with someone else. I actually know that I'll be so happy when I see him with someone who actually can support his dreams and support him in the way that I just could not, I could not be the person he wanted me to be or needed me to be. And he couldn't be the person that I needed for the next level of growth within myself. So again, like, of course my saboteur ego is like, I want him to be obsessed with me forever not like anyone else. But Regina gets to, you know, stay at bay because it's not, that's my saboteur for those of you who are new. Um, but it's not about like the most selfless thing we can not selfless. I hate that word. Um, the most self-centered, self-supported, self-supported. So I like self-centered too, centered within yourself, like the most rooted thing you can do for both of you is set your souls free if you know you're meant to experience something else. And also remember, like one of the big things when we're trying to control and hold on and like that controller archetype again of like holding on so tight and self-sacrificing and contorting ourselves to make something work is remembering the divine. Like we forget how supported we are and forget how magical life is. And I think like, God, since I let go of the relationship, I mean, I haven't experienced being with another person yet. But I just am experiencing my heart again in new ways, just being on my own again. And like it just being in Greece and being fully sovereign, even though I'm sovereign in relationship, there's a different feeling I'm feeling this time. And I I wouldn't have got to feel that if I was still holding on with my finger to this relationship that wasn't even there. I mean, we lived, we lived separately for the last couple of years. I moved out of his place two over two years ago, two and a half years ago. And um, just had a very unconventional relationship, but it was, yeah, it's so fucking liberating. It's so liberating. And it's so funny. Every time I do the immersion, I always have to give a caveat at the end. I'm like, don't leave your marriage or your relationship because all the women in relationships, once they're liberated into fully being themselves and their hearts are open again and they're feeling turned on and lit up and alive and all those things at the end of the experience they they often like imagining going back to their relationship where they were acting from saboteur and from protective mechanisms is like 
it feels like, oh, like, I don't want to go back there. I'm just going to end it. So I always say, you know, mm-hmm. like bring your heroine home with you. you bring your soul self, this mm-hmm. new found you home. And, and that's what I did with Jeff. When I started having this stirring, I bring it home and, you know, we're try and bring it into the relationship. And then when it didn't shift, it's like, okay, we can just sit here and you can point your finger at why you want me to be different. And I can point my finger at you, why I want you to be different. And it's all that's going to do is make us both feel really shitty about ourselves versus like, Mm -hmm. actually, I'm going to set you free so you can have what you desire and deserve. And so I can too. Beautiful. And I think with, with the old paradigm people, just the old paradigm is so limiting and stuck because most people don't bring all of who they are to a relationship because they are too afraid of the relationship ending. So I have really bad news. If you are afraid of losing your partner, you will lose yourself. If you're afraid of losing your partner, you won't tell the truth. You won't take risks. You won't be courageous in love. And the only way to make a relationship real is to bring all of who you are to it and then see what happens. And that's how to date. This is who I am. This is what I'm about. And this is what I have appreciated and respected so much about the way you and Jeff have been, right? Even with you bumping heads on like, we can point our fingers and say, I need you to be different. You actually both have always been exactly who you are together. And then that's how it could be so clear of, and this is who I am and I'm not changing and we're not what's best for each other. And that is for me, what leaving with love is leaving with love is seeing with clear eyes, seeing with eyes of love, looking at my ex and saying, I do love you and care about you and want you to be happy. And we don't make each other happy. That was actually what was true for he and I, we don't make each other happy. It was like bigger than just what do you need? Like, I'm not what you need. And I, you know, I've been saying a lot lately that self-love is, is being able to choose what's good for you. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and at the, in the, in the drama, in the codependency, in those self-protection parts, we are choosing what is comfortable. It's mm-hmm. not about what's good or supporting or self-advocating. And the gift of my relationship is I get to keep testing it and not testing my partner in that bullshit way, but testing it as in seeing what it's made of as we each get bigger and bigger in ourselves and then rooted deeply in our commitment and what it means to actually support each other. Cause that's also the new paradigm of partnership is not being in that place of being afraid all the time. And yes. we hope so much as you're listening that you can feel what you have to take on Like you have to decide that you, your life matters to you. You have to decide. No one's coming to tell you that you're worth it. You have to decide that you are. And then that's, what's going to be reflected to you. And there's a big difference between living from your saboteur and living from your soul, living from your wounded self and living from your soul. And I think the path of life, the whole purpose of healing is for women to know the soul of who they are. And we live in a soulless world. Yes. Right? Now we're, now Not we're the in whole the world. feminine principle. Not well, the whole world. I mean, parts soulless, of the soulless in the sense of what, what gets prioritized yeah. in, in, okay. In, in North America, I've never spent <laughs> time in Greece, but that what it takes for someone to decide that they get to do things differently, right. Rather than the prescribed path of what 
our world says matters, which is a timeline and a checklist and, uh, you know, check boxes. I mean, Andrew just chose Andrew had two job offers and he just chose the job that sp- spoke to his soul. There is one mm-hmm. that on paper would have looked g- great, right? It was clear. And like the, he wrestled with it and it was powerful watching him of just like, what does your soul say? And the question of where does the divine want me to go? Right. Like that's a whole different life than living from what do I have to prove? And I don't want to let go because what am I going to fucking tell my family at the holidays if we break up? Yeah. Your life is for you. Yes. Your family can handle it. But I didn't finish the Charlie story. It was fine. We broke up in five minutes (laughs) and then Christmas, he just came and my parents knew we didn't tell the whole family, but my parents were devastated. They still are like a hundred years later. (laughs) Um, But they, but, but it was, it was fine. Like that, that this is the new paradigm is it's mind blowing. I get it because I used to be in the old paradigm, but as someone who's so fucking rooted in the new paradigm of life, of love, of everything, it's mind blowing how many people lie to themselves constantly and don't actually do what they want to do and don't follow their truth because they're worried about everyone else. Like it's not your job. It's not your job. And the new paradigm of relationship, I love that you and Andrew model it so beautifully. And I love that you came to the challenging point and you almost broke up and then you, and then you deepened, like it's about deepening into yourself and each other. And so if you're not deepening into new parts of yourself, like old paradigms, complacency, it's I get married, check, that's done. So now I need to focus on the next thing that's on the list and we need to build and renovate a new house or we need to do whatever the next thing on the list of society is instead of like, wait, are we still, because you sign a contract to the end of time. That's insane. That's actually fucked that you sign a contract for your 97 year old self if you're gonna make it that long instead of signing a contract every year, like, Hey, are you still happy? Are we still growing? How's this going? How are you feeling? That episode number six with Kelsey, fuck the rules, make your own. Like that's what union it's like, it's about partnership. It's about a sacred union Mm -hmm. rather than a marriage where the government owns you. And you're now like one person forever and ever, even if you're miserable. Um, it's, you know, just because you love someone doesn't mean that you are meant to be in partnership with them. And that's what leaving with love is about that. That's what this whole episode is about. It does not mean that I need to be, I love Jeff so much. He is my family and he is wonderful on paper. I mean, he's going to be wonderful for someone else and Charlie, Oh my God, one of the best humans on earth. And both of them, you know, on paper, according to what a woman should have in a partner, they're, they're killing it. They're crushing it, <laughs> you know, check all the boxes mm-hmm. and fuck that. My life isn't about boxes. Cause guess what? When it was, I was anxious as fuck and hated myself. I'm swearing a lot now. I was anxious and hated myself on the inside because I was so disassociated from who I really am and what I desire, what you desire matters. It counts. And if your relationship isn't allowing you to become more of who you are and to get to know new parts of yourself and to keep expressing yourself in the most fullest way, like if you are repressing yourself to be in relationship, that is the fastest ticket to depression, anxiety, to feeling discord within, to having a miserable life. If you're feeling shitty, where are you lying to yourself? Start getting radically honest, honest with yourself and know that when you, when you feel ready to take the leap, like the universe is there and you're going to have something so much better. 
Like the universe is like, seriously, you want to wait out for this when there's like, you, you, you want to hold on to this tiny little house when there's this like giant castle waiting for you in the South of France? Like, really, is that what you want to want to hold out for? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I could see the reason why moving to Greece and Costa Rica was so pivotal for the end of my relationship is because Jeff and Vancouver were tethered. Vancouver, I feel the same way. Appreciate it. Love it. It's beautiful. Love my friends and family there. Love Vancouver. It's not for me. My soul has never felt alive there. I wanted, before I met Jeff, I wanted to move to Australia or California. And then I met Jeff and his roots kept growing deeper and deeper into Vancouver, which is funny, symbolic. And mine kept going further and further away from Vancouver. And so it was so beautiful to see like, you have permission, you know, no matter what you can move somewhere else. You can, you know, if that's what you need to do, not to run away from something, but to deepen, to, to move closer to you and to keep deepening within you. Yeah. So that's leaving with love and love is a verb. Love is not a feeling. And that's the old paradigm. Like, oh, we feel a certain way about each other. So we should get married. How about that? Like no one can even be, you know, I was talking to a client this week, currently working with feeling a deep connection to someone. And it's, it's clear that there's nothing to create together. Like they're on two completely different trajectories, but we don't know how to just have a feeling and not need to immediately do something about it. Yes. Right. And so when you're dating, just because you have a really great connection with someone doesn't mean you now have to lock it down and be in partnership with them. You know, the choice to partner is a big decision. I want people to value that decision, not just I'm flowing through the world with whatever I feel. And just like what you're saying, you tell everyone at the emergent, just because you feel this way, doesn't mean you now have to end everything in your life, right? Mm -hmm. The whole point of healing and actually at the root of codependency is I need other people to be different so that I'm okay. I need the outside world to change rather than me. So of course, the point of healing and true freedom is I can be who I am no matter where I am no matter who I'm with. Yes. And it, I'm not walking on eggshells. I'm not trying to make other people comfortable that the whole point of a healing journey is having a woman take up space, become who you are, and then see who joins you in that space rather than who do I have to be in order to keep this person from leaving me or make this person love me? Because you're not going to find love that way or experience love that way. And may we all fall in love with how it feels to have deep peace. You know, that's, that's been my word lately. Like, what does it mean to be at peace with myself and not wanting anybody else's life? And most of the time, you know, the lying to ourselves is keeping up the Joneses, right? Mm -hmm. So I have something to share at the freaking Christmas party rather than my life is for me. Your life is for you. And the keeping up within Joneses is so it's like, contagious. It's so contagious. It's like, or it, I don't even know if that's a word I'm looking for incestuous. It's like the more that you, the more that you do it, the more that you do it. Like if you live in that world of, of your life being all about what other people think you're supposed to have and everything looking right for everyone around you, you're just going to keep like, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy that you will never stop. You're going to chase your own tail forever. And it's fucking exhausting versus like, I feel so proud to be at a place in my life where I truly in every facet of my life, honor myself, 
Nobody challenges me anymore. Nobody's like, why are you doing that? How come you're not married? Why are you single? Why, where, where are your kids? Like, what, what, why are, why are you moving to another country? Why are you traveling during a pandemic? Nobody questions me anymore. Maybe they do behind my back, which is fine. Not the people that I love because they're not like that, but it doesn't happen. I don't get challenged anymore because I'm rooted in myself and my own choices. And I'm rooted in exactly what you said. Your life is your own. Your life is your own. Your life isn't for your partner. It's not for your kids. It's not for anybody but you. The greatest gift you can give to your children, my God, how many women hold on to marriages because they don't want to hurt their kids. You're hurting them more by staying with someone that you're out of alignment with. That's way more harmful. Your kids are learning from who you're being, not from what you're saying. They're learning from who you're being. That's an episode. There's no such thing as staying for the kids. You are modeling, you are modeling self-sacrifice and settling and compromising and shutting parts of yourself down for someone else's so toxic. I say this with love. You don't know what you don't know, but it is absolutely so harmful to stay for your kids. So stop making choices for anyone but yourself. You get to be sacredly selfish. This is your life. Everybody gets their own. You know, it's not like, well, that person doesn't have one. Yes, they do. Everybody has their own life. So you get to choose to drive your own car, to go where you want to go, to be who you want to be. It doesn't matter how fucking different it looks. And one day, the more you do this, the more easy it'll get. And one day you'll get to a place where you're like, oh my gosh, I couldn't sacrifice myself or make a choice based on what someone else wants for me. If I tried, like you will get to that place, but you have to build the muscle. You have to do it over and over and over again. And then have all of the evidence that you've collected of how magical life is when you're able to live from that place and how deeply fulfilled you will feel. And then you just can't go back. I love that you said that because that is my experience, that place of like, you can't imagine not honoring yourself or you can't. And, and that doesn't mean, you know, I will say I, I said yes to something this weekend that I probably should not have said yes to, but instead of going down a rabbit hole of beating myself up, there could be compassion. And that I would say is also what happens. Yes. You get to a place where you can't, you can't imagine living it out of alignment with yourself. And that doesn't mean you'll never say yes when you mean no, Yeah, but yeah, the be compassion moments. that happens, like that becomes healing where you're not no longer trying to be fucking perfect because trying yes. to be perfect is living life for other people too. Yeah. It's like, Oh, Oh, I guess I, I, that maybe was a no for me. I did answer really quickly and this mattered to me. And I then could stay in the choice point, right? This is what now we're in not being a victim. Yeah. Choice in in your life. And I could have hemmed and hawed while I did the thing that I had said yes to, or I could have, or what I did, which is I recognize that there's nothing I could do about it. Now I made the choice. It did matter to me. I was volunteering for, for some friends, for an organization I really care about. And now we're right back in. You wake up every single day and you choose to be in your relationship or not. That that's it. And, and to have love keep becoming alive. Andrew and I don't just coast on what happened yesterday. And that's, that's what conscious love and conscious love says, who are we today? How do we want to be toward each other today? What's true in your heart today? What's important to you now? What, and, and being a, we we're making big life decisions right now, building a house together, designing a house together. You just said yes to a new job. And he, and it wasn't Catherine, what do you think I should do? 
And I really reflected that to him. I was like, not once did he ask me what I thought it was. Can you hold space for me as I wrestle right with this decision? And can you, and that's the other thing when, when women are not living for themselves, that's it's all outside control, right? I need a partner to be my security and to be my safety. And then I wonder why, when I choose from that place, I feel miserable in my relationship. You know, now we're in Rachel Maddox's episode. If you haven't listened to that episode, choosing love from your soul, right? Marrying your soul's aliveness. And that's what you've done, Kate, in leaving with love. And we that's what we want for all women. That episode was incredible. And I and this episode was incredible. And we look forward to hearing from you on how this episode moved you. And we hope you'll let us know either by sending us personal private messages on Instagram or in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. Beautiful. Thank you for Thank listening. Thank you. We'll see you soon. See you soon. Hi, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening to the New Truth Podcast. For more of Catherine and I, come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. We are in there. That's where we're sharing all about our programs and our free workshops that we do. Um, You can come join us there and ask as many questions as you want about the podcast episodes, about dating, relationships, any struggles you're having out there. We would love to support you. So come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group and we will see you soon.